Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 25th of January, 2024. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. After weeks of uncertainty, it's finally time for Congress to vote on the omnibus bill. Even though it's still an ambitious economic and government reform, it's also a modified version of the original since President Millet had to chop over 100 articles during heated negotiations with opposition forces. Some of the key changes include dropping the energy company IPF from the privatization A-list and compromising on partial privatization for organizations like Nucleo Electrica Argentina, Banco Nación, and Arcet, which specializes in satellite communications and technology. In a surprising move, the president also committed to maintaining pension updates until April and vowed to reduce export duties once the economy stabilizes. The administration bets on winning over moderate opposition sectors, with Millet's Libertarian Party holding only 15% of seats in the lower house, the president is banking on support from the pro-party turn his vision into reality. They scheduled a debate on Thursday the 25th. So, brace yourself for the political showdown. Another one of those key changes introduced in recent weeks has to do with the film industry. The president had initially made a move to slash public funding for the National Institute of Cinema and Audiovisual Arts, or INCA, but it triggered intense protests. In fact, heavyweight producers like Pedro Almodovar, Alejandro González Iñárritu, and Aki Kurismaki joined the outcry defending the film industry that enjoyed state support since 1944. Even the American media outlet Variety published a piece about the dispute, which mentions the newly formed association Cine Argentino Unido. Facing the backlash, the government decided to tap the brakes, promising to protect sector funding while keeping a lid on excessive administrative spending. To read the full Variety article, follow the link in the show notes. That said, it's not only filmmakers that protested this week. Thousands took to the street on Wednesday the 24th in a massive demonstration organized by the General Confederation of Labor, or CGT, one of the most powerful unions, to protest against Millet's austerity measures. A variety of people, students, union secretaries, bank and public administration workers, among others, criticized the omnibus bill and called for the repeal of the emergency decree. The CGT, along with other major unions, emphasized the slogan, Our homeland is not for sale. The strike affected various services throughout the day, including transportation, banking, restaurants, and more, with a central gathering near Congress in Buenos Aires drawing a large crowd. Despite the government projecting calm, protesters blocked major avenues, which signals the start of a significant struggle against Millet's liberal government. In other news, the city transport ministry warned that unregistered Subek cards will see fares skyrocketing after the 1st of April. For a bus ride, we're talking 430 pesos, 
some 30 U.S. cents at the parallel exchange rate, and double the rail fares at 260 pesos, 18 U.S. cents. That said, if you register your card before the fare increase, bus rides will be 270 pesos, 20 cents, and 121 pesos, 8 cents, for the social discounted rate crew. Rail fares will range from 130 to 208 pesos, that is, from 9 cents to 14 cents. To register your SUBE card, use the government's website, SUBE app, or one of the 56 SUBE service centers, link in the show notes. As prices increase, so do taxes. Some even rise from the dead. You may recall former economy minister Sergio Massa's significant reduction of the income tax, or impuesto a las ganancias. Now, the president is set to go back to how things were before that, aiming to broaden the tax net. The plan, stated for presentation in Congress, suggests that individuals earning over 1.3 million pesos a month a little over 1,000 U.S. dollars at the parallel exchange rate, should start contributing. This move is part of Millet's strategy to bolster government finances, with the promise of potential tax reductions once the economic situation improves. The income threshold subject to tax will be adjusted quarterly based on the inflation rates. Still on the president, multiple international news outlets reported on Millet's speech in Davos. Fox News wrote about how he stole the spotlight at the World Economic Forum, where he went full throttle, calling out Western elites for cozying up to collectivism. The article even says Millet dropped truth bombs left and right, proclaiming that collectivist experiments are like trying to fix a leaky boat with a sieve. Meanwhile, CNBC wrote that the self-proclaimed anarcho-capitalist leader urged the Davos elite to ditch socialism and cozy up to good old free enterprise capitalism if they want to kick poverty to the curb. Moving on, the La Rioja Provincial Legislature got the go-ahead to introduce their own quasi-currency through debt settlement bonds dubbed brocade. With Peronists lawmakers backing the plan, the quasi-currency is set to cover state salaries amounting to 22 billion pesos, some $18 million. The currency will operate with a mix of cash and bonds, which the province receives for essential payments. Meanwhile, negotiations with the Chamber of Commerce will determine its acceptance in trade. Ricardo Quintela the provincial governor, is critical of Millet's austerity push and emphasized the need to create financial instruments, either virtual or physical, to navigate the economic challenges. The decision has sparked friction with the president, who wryly welcomed provincial currencies to the competition, highlighting the irony given past criticisms. From La Rioja to Entre Rios, the northeastern province has reported a 68% increase in cases of COVID-19. Governor Rogelio Frigeria assured that the situation is under control but emphasized the need to be alert. 
and encourage citizens to take necessary precautions. The Ministry of Health talked about the importance of COVID-19 vaccinations again, describing them as safe, effective, and free, with a significant impact on reducing deaths and hospitalizations globally. Speaking of global, we have new data on Argentina's immigrant population. The 2022 census revealed that more than 4% of the population, approximately 2 million people, are immigrants. The data indicates a prevalence of immigrants from neighboring countries, especially Paraguay and Bolivia, with Venezuela emerging as the third largest immigrant community in Argentina. Paraguay leads with 27%, followed by Bolivia with 17%, and Venezuela with 8%. Chile, previously third in 2010, has fallen from the podium. The census further reveals that over 70% of immigrants reside in the Buenos Aires metropolitan area, with 50% in the province of Buenos Aires and 22% in the city of Buenos Aires. On that note about the province of Buenos Aires, this summer, the city of Mar del Plata is feeling the pinch of the country's economic struggles. Even during the peak season between Christmas and February, the city saw a sparse turnout of vacationers with only 60% occupancy. If you're planning for a quick, affordable getaway, the Buenos Aires Herald news outlet published an article listing day trip destinations from the capital. Some of those include Carlos Quin, La Plata, San Vicente, and San Antonio de Areco. If you're into traditional cultural experiences in the countryside or simply want to be closer to nature, you may want to check out the piece. Link in the show notes. Also on the topic of nature, various social organizations, environmentalists, and indigenous groups have launched a petition to safeguard environmental laws from proposed changes under the Omnibus Law and Emergency Decree. Concerned about the potential destruction of forests and glaciers, among other ecosystems, the modifications threaten a legislative environmental setback in Argentina. The program's director at Greenpeace in Argentina emphasized the urgency of opposing these changes, calling on legislators to protect environmental progress and address the climate and biodiversity catastrophes. With the rallying cry, Save Environmental Laws, citizens can sign the petition to join the effort in halting the proposed amendments in the Omnibus Law. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, did you know that if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can leave a comment or questions in the episode. Take a look at it. It's right there. The comments are private by default, and we won't publish them. We might give you a shout-out in the next episode. Put something in there. Go crazy. We'd love to hear from you. Nos vemos la próxima semana. Oh,